For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Leaf Finger Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Cole. I bring you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers. This week, well, it's a special one. We've got a couple lead singers from a great band, and my friend Mike Howell is also going to come into this conversation because he is a huge fan of of this band. Mike, are you there? Hey, Shane, I'm here. Thanks for having me on this week. Yeah, this is great. We we do the new noise every week, but we, we do. don't you, you know, go in together on a on a podcast interview, but this one came across my desk. Uh, a band I know you like a lot. You're very excited about their new album oh, yeah. that just came out. Would you like to introduce the band? I mean, I would love to. I think <laughs> this week is going to be amazing because we're talking to JT and Jesse from Era. Yes. And uh, a band that we've talked in great depth about on the New Noise and Tons. talked about their career being, you know, a little bit under the radar, but they mm-hmm. just have a new self-titled record that came out only a couple, what, a month ago now? Maybe and, not even that. I think it's only been two or three weeks at the time we're recording. This. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's it's a new record. It's turning some heads. And this is going to be really interesting to kind of see what their own take is on their own band, you know? Exactly. You love to see it. You love to see it. All right, well, let's not waste any time. Let's bring them in right here. JT and Jesse from Era. Are you guys there? Oh, I have to join with audio? There, why? There you go. Yeah, we got it. Why? I think it's just for corporate people that are doing sketchy stuff, and they got to make sure that they're not you know how they know i'm not sketchy yeah. they're not saying like i gotta do this fucking beating my boss is such an <laughs> asshole oh shit what that's <laughs> hey i'm in the corporate world i have to deal with that all the time exactly on, man. exactly jt this is mike he's my hey, co-host JT. he's my co-host today he's the one that showered us in compliments yeah he likes you guys. oh yeah he likes you guys so uh, understatement we like the nice things you said about us <laughs> thank you we've met a few times too just uh between sets and stuff like that so God, your beard looks exquisite. Thank you. So does yours. I was combing before I got on here. Oh, nice. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I am a distant third place on the beard front. Distant Shane, you third. have other redeeming qualities, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my friend. So we're having Jesse joining us too, right? Yeah, he'll be he'll be in here momentarily. Hello. Hey, Jesse. 
He fig- does. He. You figured it out what? faster than JT. If you want a point. What? <laughs> <laughs> we are here, me and Mike Howell, with JT and Jesse of Era. How's it going, guys? Good afternoon. Yeah. For yeah. Most of us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's two o'clock here. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. Hello. What's up? Hello. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Yeah, you say. So you're on the West Coast, JT. Is that right? Central time. Oh, you're Central time. Okay. Central you're, time. You're I am. Uh, I, I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's like always been a confusing uh, band because I know you guys are from Alabama. I know that's where you grew up, Jesse. I actually have no idea where you're from, JT. I just know that you used to be in a, a PA based band. Yeah. So I assume maybe you were from there, but I don't really know. Maryland were most of my life. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a kind of a crazy story how you guys got together. I guess. I mean, I, I knew you from back in your days with Texas in July. I remember meeting you. I feel like it was at the Warp Tour. We met. Yeah, Warp Tour 2013. Randomly, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm the new guy in, in the band." And then that seemed like it didn't last much longer. And then I ran into you opening for abr and i was super yeah, confused yeah i was like what you're like i know that guy but i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't put my you know it's always weird when you see people in places that they aren't supposed to be and uh that happened with, mm-hmm. with me so um hey jt um 2013 that was that was the first tour you did with him yeah my trial was warp tour <laughs> dude that's yeah, crazy that's insane the, well, the reason the reason why that's so crazy to me is because I I uh, didn't realize that you had only been touring for that short amount of time before you got in our band. Like you've been in our band longer than you've been than you were in Texas in July. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I have. Yeah. Actually, I mean, Shane paid me a really nice compliment. He said I sounded like uh, the singer from Earth Crisis, which you said was one of your favorite bands, and I was like, I'll take that. Did I say that? You that's, did. That's cool. I. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'll be. I don't really hear it anymore. Obviously, I don't, I don't. I never heard it, but he said it was one of your favorite bands. I was like, all right, I'll take that. Yeah, maybe it was just the Warp Tour jitters on the first day or whatever. Yeah, too. I, I, I mean, might have sounded way different that uh, back then. Who knows? It's true. Well, um, you you sound great these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats to you guys on thank you awesome new self titled record. It's uh, I've been spinning it a lot. I know Mike's been spinning it religiously. It's been on at least two or three times a day for me. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love it, and I, I can't get enough of it. You guys put out an absolutely amazing record. Thanks, appreciate it, man. So coming into this, awesome. this you know, it's a self-titled record, which always kind of, kinds of, kind of makes a statement, mm-hmm. sort of, if you mean for it to or not. What was the thinking behind that? We did have a lot of ideas for album titles. Um, I just kind of compile a list just so i mean really over the course of many years i just keep adding to this one note my phone um <laughs> so when i sent it to the guys there was a lot to pick from but I, I kind of as an afterthought i sent a second text just saying or we could self-title it and everyone just unanimously was like yes and uh yeah like it, it, it was, Ooh, it was the definitely naughty choice <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it, i mean it, we just all felt just really good about it, it like um it was definitely meant to be a choice like, okay, this is like kind of a, a fresh, it's obviously not the start, but it feels like, uh, you know, a, a fresh point in the band. So, mm-hmm. so this come once you guys had written most of the album or was it kind of before going into it, you decided that it was going to be a self-titled. It was pretty late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have had kind of a whirlwind of a career. I mean, starting out on tragic hero records, moving to Sumerian, which is, Mm-hmm. A big step up, but now with UNFD uh, and we're label mates, I know a lot about just just the way that they operate. Super above board, um, you know. They'll kind of kill for you guys, and it does feel like there's a new resurgence of a band. Like, not to say this is feels like your first album because it 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 doesn't exactly, mm-hmm. but it does feel like this is the album that's going to put you on a new level. Definitely I hope so. Always the goal, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, we're all definitely happy that that seems to be like we, we seem to be getting that perception. Like people are taking this one a bit more seriously. Like, like um, mm-hmm. you know, people that maybe didn't give us much of a chance in the past, but mm-hmm. had maybe heard of us. Um, ultimately, I think that's probably more our fault than anything. 
Um, <laughs> we've always been good about like, you know, like, like we're always on top of writing music and we tour really hard and we always have, but um, all the other little, little things around being in a band that matter, like, um, I don't know, just our, our presentation, our presence on the internet, like uh, creating more content. Like we've honestly um, just kind of like slacked in those regards, like over the years. And I think this time around something, I, you, being on Unify was part of it, you know, um, just everyone in our team just kind of lighting a fire under our ass and us kind of doing the same for ourselves and just putting a lot of time into sort of the rebrand of the aesthetics and also just a, a lot of cool marketing ideas and, having like weekly calls trying to figure out how to, yeah, how to make sure this record got to people that didn't just know the band previously. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of cool ideas came from it. Like uh, one of my favorite ideas we did for the rollout was our creative design guy, uh, Jeff came up with this, but like releasing taps for a song before mm -hmm. the song came out was like so fun to watch oh. people try. Oh yeah? Out. That was yeah. so cool. I tried to put it together and I couldn't come up with anything even close to sounding good. And I was just like, oh, no, we're not gonna, even going to post this. Somewhere pretty close. Somewhere yeah, I saw fun. you guys posted the videos. Dude, it people, was cool, though. There was a guy who like actually like record. Uh, he did like MIDI drums and stuff to it. Like he just mm -hmm. like did the whole part. So basically, Shane, in case you didn't see it, it was just like we just posted a photo on Instagram and it was just said, uh, era shadow autonomous and the photo just had a tab for one riff in the song so, so but, it, it, that that made it simple too just to have like one little image we could post and we could put in our story right. but did the tab have hard. any rhythm at all or was it just the numbers just numbers no numbers, tempo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that that is interesting that would be a f kind of a weird songwriting experiment yeah, yeah songwriting exercise to find a tab somewhere and then just like see what you come up with and maybe then you listen to the song after and be like oh shit well mine's like maybe different enough that it could be mm -hmm. original because you know notes are one thing rhythms are a whole other beast right so that's uh that's cool i love that i love it so much but you're right you know when you talk about you know how much music has changed in terms of the promotion of it and what's important and it's almost like you know, what people see first, it's like an iceberg. People see mm -hmm. all that image and all that, you know, stuff that's kind of bullshit or whatever. But the real important part is below the surface. Like that's where, you know, you really have the the music and, and the, the what it's all about. And it's like, if you don't have that, it's kind of going to break apart, you know. Um, and that's the mm -hmm. thing is you guys have that base, you know, that below the water iceberg. You've always had that. And now it's just finally people are able to see that from a distance and be like, wait a second, like, why was I not listening to this band before? Like, why were they not, you know, you guys got big tours and stuff, but why were you not headlining House of Blues? And why, why are you just getting to that level now? You sound like us. <laughs> Which I always wondered what it was. And I guess maybe that's the reason. Thank you. That's a, that's a good analogy too. Mm -hmm. I, I won't speak for the whole band, but um, there haven't been many moments in our band where I've really thought of us as being that band, you know, like mm -hmm. I, like I, it, I've always felt like we belonged where we, where we were, but when I thought about kind of being where, you know, we toured with August Burns Red a lot, and when yeah. I look at them and the crowds they draw and their production, I mean, I, I would say for most of the last six years we've been touring with them, I, I haven't had many moments where I've been like, that's where we're going to be or that's where we're supposed to be. And this time, I, I, like, it, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to mm -hmm. believe it, you know, like I really do. Right like enjoy our new record and it's uh yeah well so i think i think that's a big difference it's like okay. you know if, if if we if we can't really expect people to believe believe in us the way that you know, like, like if we're not if we're not believing in it ourselves we can't expect yeah. other people to kind of no, it's, mm -hmm. that's obviously a part of the tip of the iceberg too right is your own self-confidence and there are so many bands out there that like they might not be any good but they think they're good, you know, and they look yeah. good and whatever. And then that, yeah. that can fool people for a while. <laughs> and, yeah. You but, it? It, but you know, uh, yeah, you guys get compared to August Burns Red a lot. And I, you know, and obviously you guys are heavy bands and both really great bands, but they're kind of a lot like you guys too. in the fact that they aren't always overly concerned about those little things either too, until mm -hmm. maybe until maybe a little more recently. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
and, and I don't mean to like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm being too hard on ourselves, but that's usually, that's usually my, my goal in the band. I mean, or I'm not, my, not my goal. It's, like it's usually my, my place in the band. I'm the guy that's, that's like really hard on us. <laughs> um, but I do think we, we were for the longest time, just one of those bands. It's like, all right, first and foremost, write the music, play the songs while alive. Um, but yeah, all that other stuff, it, it, I, I've grown to like kind of get excited about it. It's, it's fun. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's fun to figure out uh, production. Like it's fun to figure out these marketing ideas. Like um, the band, we could never do it on our own, but it's, it's nice that we kind of I mean, open ourselves up to, to help. Um, I mean, I've noticed it with all the marketing things that you guys and the effort that you've been putting through, like, when you did the mystery record variant that ended up being the scorpion variant that was something really cool with all of the like codes and things like that in order to find it unlock it and i've just seen you guys everywhere all over social media lately and i think it's actually really helping you guys out ads are working all right yes <laughs> even the yeah. guy who listens to your record three times a day still <laughs> sees the ads it's i don't mind <laughs> It's funny to think about like the timeline or uh, the steps a band can take to like you don't you can't predict like how your record's going to go or like what the result of your hard work's going to be. Um, mm -hmm. So you can you can make all the steps that you see your peers doing or other bands in the past. And there sometimes is like some sort of rubric, but there's no like really syllabus on how to get to that next level it it, it it can happen it can can there's plenty of bands that we know have produced amazing records and now they don't exist mm -hmm. yeah you know it's, you know, it's kind of hard to tell you just want a chance though right i mean mm -hmm. you you gotta you know that's that's so much what happens is a lot of bands they get the chance and they blow it <laughs> and usually <laughs> and usually they blow it because their music is no good uh, it doesn't hold the test. It doesn't stand the test of time. It's it's flash in the pan. It's trendy or whatever, or they just do something stupid. Um, it, it seems to be one of those two things. But it seems like you guys have your heads on straight and your music is really good. So it's just like okay, give them the fucking opportunity. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think it's gonna happen. I think it's happening. It's just it's so bittersweet because you put out this great record. Everyone's talking about it, um, and it's like okay, what what venues are you gonna headline next? And it's like, well, I don't know when. When is that going to happen? When are tour yeah. is touring going to resume? Like, you can't at, yeah. do it now, which must be very frustrating. Yeah, Jesse um, talks about this all the time. Yeah, being like, able to play the show. Yeah, I won't say that I'm that I'm super frustrated about it often because if, if I feel myself getting frustrated, I honestly feel bad just because mm -hmm. I just like I don't know. I kind of feel bad every time I complain. <laughs> about something um because it's i don't have it bad but but yeah it, it, it is weird right because like we, we put the record out and um kind of the only way we can sort of see how people are feeling about it and receiving it is to look online which is something that i traditionally have avoided doing you know <laughs> reading comments and mm -hmm. you know like yeah like watching reactions and stuff like, like I, I was pretty good the last couple records training my brain to just kind of do that on release day and then back off but it's like i'll just forget about the record if i'm not doing that now so, so i'm in this mm -hmm. weird place where it's like i don't really know how people are, are taking it or what the what the energy behind it is unless i'm looking online because usually we can just go to the merch table or just stand on stage and look at people's faces and go yeah that guy likes it this is this is going well yeah, but yeah have that that's that's been the weirdest part no it's and true the 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 reception live is so important and you know it gets so convoluted when you read things like youtube comments or even even instagram comments things like that are from your fans like you know I, I, we had this song put out a couple records ago the the song's called the afterglow and originally i was like i don't know maybe it's too poppy you know, don't know. So we put it down a little bit in the track listing on the record and it wasn't a single or anything. And the record came out, we weren't playing it live. And then finally, like, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll try it out live. And it was just like lightning in a bottle, like everyone's singing and dancing this song. And, mm -hmm. and we, we, we didn't know because the comments online were like, some people were like, oh, I really like this song. I really like it. Other people were like, that's oh, too poppy. You know, we like your old stuff better. But it was when we played it live. It was it was undeniable, and we wouldn't have known if it wasn't for that. And and yeah. I look at you know your your record now and and so many 
I mean, great songs on this thing, you know, and Mike and I talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the a lot of the best songs are are not singles. A lot of the songs no. are down in the track order. It must be hard for you guys to know, like you like them all, I'm sure, but which ones are really going to resonate with people? You mm-hmm. can't figure that out right now. It was interesting yeah. to see what songs were going to be the popular ones that weren't singles, and we were pleasantly surprised. We had an inkling for mm-hmm. some of them, but um, mm-hmm. some of them took me for surprise for sure. I'm sure you knew songs like Gungrave were going to be big that weren't wasn't a single, but did you guys expect things like Vanish Canvas and Memory Fiction to blow up as much as they have? Like People love those songs. I mean, those I don't know about Jesse, but those two, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect the amount of love for Eidolon and Rem, Remnant and, um, yep. and Gungrave as much as I have, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... I would say mostly it went kind of how I expected. I, you know, Gungrave is, I mean, t- to be honest, it, it, like for a metalcore band, it's like a pretty easy, uh, easy win from the from the oh, metalcore yeah. fans. You know, it's like it's it's the most straight up metalcore song on the record, probably. Mm-hmm. And we put it track two because we wanted it to be kind of the first thing people heard that wasn't a single. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as like late track listing. The the one the ones that I thought would be kind of hard pills for people to swallow were um, like a Electric Twilight and Lunar Halo. I don't know what this like mode is called because I don't know a lot of theory, but it, it's it sounds like <laughs> there's songs that are written to sound like aliens. You know what I mean? It sounds like mm-hmm. space. And it every time me. I write a song in that key, I I just know like people are. It's, I, I was talking to someone the other day about it. It's like cilantro. Like people either just like. <laughs> Love it, or it, it they just like take soap every time they hear it. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I mean, but I love that key. I, I love that sound, so I like to write in it. And we did two songs like that on this record, and I knew I was like, some people are gonna hate these, but extra like cilantro them. for Jesse every time. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I actually. It's funny <laughs> you bring that up because I made guacamole last night, and my girlfriend can't has she has this cilantro gene, so I I have oh, to no make way. two. Two guacamoles, one with <laughs> cilantro and one without, because I think you need it. But hey, I, uh, I also think you need it. I think you need the weirdness. The That's right, absolutely. No, Mike, you had some questions, specific questions about some of the songs, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, so, kind of going off of Lunar Halo and Electric Twilight, and those because we were just talking about those, they almost sound kind of like uh, video game, kind of ethereal, like writing behind them and i absolutely love that and i was just kind of wondering where the inspiration for that was from i i can't i can't say anything in particular like inspired the way they mm-hmm. sound i like uh that's interesting i i, I like that take um for, for lunar halo when i hear it i i just like imagine that whole song like if i if i'm like imagining what a video would be i just think about like a guy floating through space mm-hmm. but but even that like i i wasn't trying to write that sound you know, like I, like I just honestly, a lot of the songs just start with me noodling around, and then yeah. But so, so any any of the any like image or or kind of theme that I found in that song kind of came after. But gotcha. But yeah, I I think about floating through space. That that that, that was kind I mean, of that's the feeling I get when I listen to the song. So sick. you did well. Nice. Hmm. Well, you know, conceptually, lyrically, and all that, this record has a lot more going on too than some of your mm-hmm. previous albums that were maybe a little more, uh, I don't know, just kind of down one path. Like this kind of meanders a lot more. I, I found there was a lot more, maybe just a lot more subject matter. Where does that stem from? Does that stem from uh, maturity? Uh, does that stem from boredom? or and and was there a fear there i know you guys talked about how your old stuff was like dictionary core uh you know like super wordy and now it's a little more simple have you guys maybe gotten away from trying to be too simple yeah so in the in our, in our first two records we had our original vocalist who had a, he actually had a very wide vocabulary. We jokingly call it dictionary core, but I think he actually knew a lot of the words that he was using, which I feel like is probably <laughs> rare in our genre. But um, but I didn't know a lot of the words he was using. So once he left the band, I, I kind of took it as an opportunity. We won't blame the Alabama uh, State School Board for that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh, you so should far down but, that uh, list. 
<laughs> I, I blame them sometimes. But no, but um, but yeah, before JT came in the band, uh, we had an EP with a second vocalist, and, and I I wrote all the all those lyrics, and I, and I I did try to simplify it, and that was also kind of me figuring out how to write lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. And then Drift first record with JT, pretty straightforward. Like when you read it, it's it's pretty simple. Yeah. Like it's pretty pretty general you know stuff like like it, it, it works like it it's mostly just kind of it, it kind of goes with the backdrop of the music which is very emotional sounding and you can get out of it what you need to get out of it but we're, we're not really saying much on that record if i'm being totally honest mm-hmm. um and then neon that's the breakup record right you know that, that was like first record i'm writing where it's like i'm in the throes of a breakup so that one ended up turning out like pretty pretty genuine it, JT was kind of going through a similar thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so it was kind of around Neon that I, like I, like I think we kind of realized how important it was to write mm-hmm. good lyrics. And honestly, Bo, uh, we, we tracked Neon with Bo Burchell from Seosin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bo was way more concerned about good lyrical choices than any other engineer we'd worked with. And he would definitely jump in when he heard a line that he thought was stupid <laughs> like like i mean just just straight up like he'd be like you want to say that like we're not saying that so we, so we had to like go really hard on like making the lyrics mm-hmm. all cohesive so this time around we were, i think we were kind of trained to do that just from from like Bo being so particular and just us already being particular as it was it just kind of elevated that um well there's an old cliche about metalcore <laughs> lyrics i mean yeah. it's like ah, they're, yeah. they're screaming who cares who cares what you're saying anyway right and i think there's so many producers and and i mean even <laughs> b- even bands that are they're way more worried about i don't know the fucking kick drum pattern aligning perfectly mm-hmm. with the guitars at every single moment than they are worried about the fucking lyrics and it's like, you know, okay, sure, the nerds are going to, you know, care about that or what mode this solo's in or whatever. But, you know, when you're talking about timeless music and what you're trying to be and what you're trying to say, I think that that's very important. So I think it is definitely something that me and JT take really seriously at this point. Um, I, th- th- we we kind of set it up to where before we get to the studio, all the instrumentals are pretty much written out. <clears throat> you know, obviously little changes happen here and there throughout the process of recording, but for the most part, like we go into the studio with a finished instrumental record. So <clears throat> all the, yeah, you know, 90% of anything that we're having to write in the studio is just lyrics and melodies and patterns. So yeah, when we're not tracking, that is like our sole priority, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So this time around, there's a lot of free time to sort of, get that dialed in i i love the lyrics on this record like um and and, and of all the things that, that i feel like we're tough on ourselves about that's uh definitely top of the list i feel like it's the hardest thing to get comfortable with is like writing mm-hmm. you know like, like guys and think about guys in metal bands like you know usually writers you know what i mean they're like uh, we're just hanging out and watching netflix and <laughs> like going to coffee shops and uh playing guitar and it's like all right now you have to right and it has, you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it took a few years to get it dialed in i'll put it that way yeah. but but now finally w- w- with this one it's uh it's like okay i think we're figuring this out like you know just kind of zooming out and like being being tough on ourselves but just looking at it sort of objectively it's like okay i think we're kind of figuring out i think we're kind of figuring out how to do this and actually say something and say it in a way that kind of like you know maybe inspires like mm-hmm. new ideas and new interpretations which which is sweet when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. Was there any apprehension of some of the different stuff you tried on this record? Was there a fear that some of your maybe core fans would be like, what the fuck is this? Or this isn't what era is supposed to be. Cause there is some, you know, you did, did take some chances here and there on this album. Like the I electronic was- voice in lunar halo, just that startled me, but in a really good way. Cause that's something I, 
never would have on my own thought of era to do, but I'm really happy that it did happen. Nice. Thank I, I, I actually would think Jesse's probably might say the opposite. I I mean, I felt like we were we were very excited to do to be as weird as we we probably mm -hmm. could. Nice. Um, we've been working on kind of like what he said a, a minute ago. We've been working on like our a routine or a lane or a, a method to what the era of madness is. And Jesse and I definitely figured out a routine that works really well for the lyric, like writing and how to get through a song fast and cohesive. Um, I would, I would think over the last couple of records, he's found out some sort of like routine to get the best content out of himself. Um, but the style I feel like is a combination of everything we've been trying to do over the past few records of me joining Mm -hmm. Now that we've seen the dynamic kind of shift from what the old sound was to the stuff that I can offer to the band. Um, and I mean, even it's it's hard to say what even the next set of content's going to sound like, but um, I think this is the first time we've like, like got through a record and be like, shit, we've kind of figured it out. Like we've, <clears throat> this feels like way different for us too. Mm -hmm. I will say, nice. um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think part of the reason why the record um, does feel fresh and does feel like a, like a step up maybe from the last couple that we've done is because we kind of didn't think about what people would expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I, I care what people think. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, like, I, I do. Like, I, like when I go out in public and I'm ordering coffee, I'm just like, oh shit, I feel just, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm always thinking mm -hmm. about people's perception and it's constantly affecting me. But, um, this time around, yeah, I just like, uh, just tried to just try to avoid it. If, if I had thought too much about what people were thinking, I think a song like memory fiction wouldn't have happened for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the song I've been trying to make work for the last like three records. And uh, it, I just never put a lot of time into it because I never felt like it had any place on an era record. And this, this time around, I was like, no, I'm putting that on something. I love it so much. It's, it's to, one of the best songs. To, to me, like when you come to that point in the album, you know, and it, and it closes the, the chapter on the record, it's it, to me, it was like, okay, that that's like, you know, all that stuff we talked about of, of you guys being that next level band and, mm -hmm. and like, okay, when are they had lighting house of blues? Like, that to me was the exclamation mark on that point because it just proved to me that you guys had, you know, there was more to it than just like, okay, here's another, you know, metalcore band, which you'll be labeled forever no matter what you do. Um, maybe unless you like go full hundredth or something, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I love that record, by the way. Oh, I, so oh, I love, <laughs> oh, I, Mike and I talk about hundredth all the time, how much we lo like them more now than we used to like them. Mm -hmm. Not that they were bad before, but you I know, feel the same. yeah, but it, that just being said, like, you know, it, it really was, I think a song, an important song for the album that maybe won't get talked about by, you know, press or maybe even not really by your fans all that often, but it's an important one, I think in terms of, you know, your legacy. Yeah, it, so this, I mean, I feel, I feel like everyone in the band's kind of feeling this, but this record made me feel, it kind of it kind of did what it needed to do to make me not feel any kind of uh, restraint whatsoever and kind of doing whatever we mm -hmm. want on the next one, which hopefully we don't completely fuck it all up by, by like <laughs> going, going too, too full on with that idea because now I'm just like, I can do anything. And I'm just like, <laughs> so hopefully we don't write, you know, like, like something that everyone hates because we, we just- We picked the wrong lane care. and we fell into the, the hole that we just talked about. Yeah, the whole yeah. the whole record just sounds like memory fiction. That probably wouldn't be a good move. So for you have, us. you have a banjo player now, mm -hmm. or what's what's next? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, we need a harp player. Ooh, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> I'd be we here put, for it. We put fake harp on uh, our first two records, and ever since then, everyone's like, "Bring the harp back!" And we're just like, <laughs> "It wasn't really harp." <laughs> oh, that's that's really good. Um, yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. We'll, we'll we'll put it in there for the meme in like two records later. <laughs> what, what you've got to do is you got to do it like uh, Ailstorm, where they release the entire record again as the deluxe edition, but it's got something crazy where it's like four dogs or like uh, symphonics. Dogs. Yeah, they just replaced all the vocals with auto-tuned barks. 
But oh like, my god! You've got to do it, and you've got to do it like era self-titled harp edition. That reminds me of Run the oh Jewels, uh, Meow the Jewels. Yes, yeah. exactly like that. Okay. So this is uh, okay, so this happened more than once. You didn't you didn't know about that? Yeah, Run the Jewels was a whole release with all cat references, and Snoop Dogg was on mm-hmm. a song. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Memory fiction. Um. That song actually did surprise me though when it came out because because uh, yeah it was one of the songs where it's like all right this is a song for me mm-hmm. everyone's gonna hate it whatever and then we put it out and dude you never know what people are gonna think like, like the most like metal guy who hated all the soft songs in the last record this time around might love Memory Fiction like, like people were talking about that song and I was not expecting them to talk about it I was like, awesome. expecting it to completely mm-hmm. just like slide under the radar and not matter to a lot of people but I, I was like okay like this is cool so 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 i think i think our fan base is uh pretty open-minded no um, no for sure i think you guys managed to kind of perfect your old sound and start a new mm -hmm. one in the same album which doesn't happen a lot you know you you, a lot of times bands go okay they finally like figured out what they're going to do and then you have to wait for the next record to kind of like you know see where the story's going to go whereas here it was like okay not only did they do they make craft you know maybe the perfect metalcore record but also it's like mm-hmm. oh there are elements in this that are really good and and it doesn't it, the record is not boring which for me maybe it's just because i've heard a lot of metalcore it's hard for me sometimes to get through a full album 100%. and not have my mind drift away and and this record doesn't do that to me so congrats on that congrats on that I I really think this record just brought together everything that was great about Drift and great about Neon and some other kind of intangible element that really evolved and brought you guys to the next level. And I'm just so happy with the record. Like, thanks. And I, I had a quick question, like, because I know you guys have probably been doing a lot of interviews and stuff like that, or at least like getting asked a lot of questions. But like, what's the favorite part of your record or of the record that like you guys haven't been able to talk about yet? Because I know people are like, oh, this is what's going on with the single, everything like that. Is there something little that you guys did that you haven't gotten to talk about yet? Hmm. I like re I just like rediscovering things that I forgot about <laughs> that we mm-hmm. did on songs, like little little layers or like ambience or transitions or melodies. There's certain like vocal inflections that Jesse will have on certain songs that I'll like go back to listen just to hear. I was like, yeah, he did a mm-hmm. good job there. Like Memory yeah. fiction, memory fiction grew on me so fast, um, and so did Electric Twilight. Actually, I was waiting. I really liked Electric Twilight, but I was waiting <laughs> for the rest of our fans to tell us that they may or may not have liked it. So now I feel better about liking that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, like it's because it's one of the Slantro songs, like that key. It just like mm-hmm. people just can't handle it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, one thing we haven't we haven't talked much about that I think is a big part of the record and um, is a uh, like Grant McFarland, um, mm-hmm. Carson Slovak mixed and engineered the record, um, but Grant mm-hmm. does all the vocals uh, and he has perfect pitch, um, and him coming out with harmonies is the most like extraordinary thing to witness. Like like he's just like. Like instant. It reminds me of that scene in like I think it's a beautiful mind where like Russell Crowe's just like you just see numbers above his head. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, he's going to work. You see all these equations. Um, like he just it, like every chorus on the record has at least three different vocal parts happening. Sometimes we layer it with five different parts, mm-hmm. um, and I think the harmonies like really, really bring out uh, the choruses. And I, I love all the emphasis we put on layering ambient guitar and keyboards and stuff like that and those guys are so good at mixing that you you hear all of it it was just so sick and, and like jt you, you mentioned listening for like certain inflections in our voices yeah and, um I, I i think i think there's a lot of engineers in metal who are really good at making stuff slamming and hit hard but there's i don't think there's a, a ton of metal engineers who are great at working with singing vocals they probably don't have to that often right mm-hmm. so i'm really excited that I listen to to this record and I can those inflections and stuff aren't washed out by Melodyne yeah. or something. A lot of times guys will 
go and pitch correct it. And then like, you, you'll remember getting a really like aggressive, cool take with like a lot of dynamic and personality in the take. And then you hear it back after it's been pitch corrected and stuff. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't hear, I can't hear yeah. all the, yeah, all the good lose stuff in yeah. there. Yeah. But in this one, I feel like it, it's all pretty well maintained and I love the mm-hmm. harmony volume. So yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of life in the vocals that's on this one, which made a difference. That's super interesting. So he sing, does he come up with the harmonies and then sing them to you and then you have to sing them back? Like, is that ever yeah. a challenge? Cause I, I always like hate Basically. when I, when like, you know, you'll get, you know, you'll be comfortable usually with the main melody cause you, you've practiced mm-hmm. it or you've sang it over and over again or it's in your head. And then there'll be like, you know, a, a harmony where maybe a, a note gets skipped or it goes from like a higher one, and then all of a sudden it drops down to a low one, right, and then you have right. to sing it. I I fucking hate doing that. <laughs> brain, I find brain it breaker. Yeah, I find it hard. I I um, I think when I first like started get it like you know first started singing harmonies into a mic, and I it, yeah, those things are kind of weird, especially like like the first word starting a line. If there's like a quick like the, you know what I mean? Like if it's like the mouse is is white it's like it's like if you just have to say the real quick i feel like a very common thing with um singers is to not really think about that first little baby syllable but they're just thinking about you know the, the first like big note you know sure. yeah, yeah 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 so i so over the years I've, I've tried to train myself to not think too hard going into the you know when, when i'm about to start the take like not think so hard about the big notes and think more about the little stuff in between. So I've kind of like trained my trained myself to, I don't know, to get good at what you're saying. Like uh, to, to where, yeah, like usually wherever, like when Grant does hear that line and maybe it does go down and up and maybe, maybe this note in the harmony is a third and then it just jumps to a fifth and then back down to a third. Like I've, I've gotten to where I kind of think about the song in the same way. To where mm-hmm. I'll like sing harmonies to songs in my car and I'll kind of do a lot of the same sort of sort of movements and stuff. Like I've just like started thinking in that mode to where it's not as complicated when I get in the studio. Um, th- th- dude, that's the best thing I've done for learning how to write harmonies is just like whenever I listen in my car, I only sing harmonies now. Like I never sing the main. Mm-hmm. I just like try out like low thirds, high thirds, like fifth notes here and there. Like I just like play around with the octaves um cool. so you, you so that's you're a the, really fun part of the process for me actually is so you're the garfunkel the you're the garfunkel in your car <laughs> yeah uh, yeah the expendable the expendable one i guess <laughs> no, 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 no 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 definitely no. not no so who's paul si- jc's paul simon no no the car your car stereo is paul simon and you're the garfunkel <laughs> <laughs> okay oh no um no, this is great. I, I find this really interesting, you know, the way you guys put mm-hmm. together this record and congrats on it. What do you guys have going on now? Have, have you guys done any uh, live streams, any kind of stuff like that or any plans to? No. <clears throat> we, have, uh, we have a, an Alabama metal festival coming up in September. Um, Furnace called, Fest. Called Furnace Fest, right. We played uh, Furnace nothing. Fest before. We played it. You, you played it back then? 2003, yep. God. In fact, it's the only time we ever played Alabama ever. One time. Wow. To this day? To this day. Yeah. Why is that? You I don't do know. B-market? You didn't do like B market tours? We have, oh. but we just never, for some reason, never Alabama. We did, you know, we did like Arkansas before and, you know, we do like Oklahoma and South Carolina, but we never, never Alabama. I don't know why. Hmm. It's, hmm. it's crazy. But no, we, we played, yeah, we played Furnace Fest and. This is like really early days. In fact, I have a pretty funny story about it. So we, it was the first time we ever went down to the South because uh, our, our record had just come out like a month. Our first album just came out like a, a month before or something. What cycle was that? So this is when Broken is Easily Fixed. So the, right. the very first album. Mm-hmm. And so we, we drove down to Alabama in our in our van with you know no air conditioning the heat permanently stuck on oh my god so we end up we end up there and we have all this merch and uh, i don't know if you guys have ever been to furnace fest or you know how it works but it's under like a highway uh overpass or whatever so they they put like they put like the merch underneath it so it's just starts pouring rain 
Like the hardest I've ever seen it rain maybe to this day. So everyone's like pack up their merch, whatever, you know, doing mm-hmm. what they can. But we were like, we were like the last shrimp boat in Forrest Gump. Like for some reason where we were <laughs> under the highway, like we were the only table not getting wet. So everyone's coming over, like buying all of our merch, like just to get a dry shirt. And we sold out of merch. And it was the only reason we were able to continue the tour. <laughs> wow. We had like no, we had like no money. You know, we were, we, we had no money and nothing. And we thought we were going to be stuck in Alabama for a while till we could, you know, figure it out. And uh, so that was, the, that was our, when we played Furnace Fest. And, and I, I'm hoping to come down for that. Uh, if I can come down, um, if the borders open by then. Cause there's mm-hmm. like, what a lineup. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Heck. We're very excited to play that. So you got that. Anything else? No, n- nothing that's, um, that's announced, but, uh, some, yeah. some stuff. Yeah. We're, we're definitely planning to, uh, get back on mm-hmm. tour as soon as possible. Um, as far as the live stream stuff, we probably should, <laughs> we probably should have already done it, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, here we are and we still haven't, um, mm-hmm. Maybe I like at, at this point. There's still time, technically. How do you? But... I, yeah. I, I, how do you guys feel about it as far as like where we're at in the timeline of the pandemic? Because I mean, if we're looking at coming back, I mean, on tour this year, do, do you guys think like bands uh, will still be doing that for the next few months, or should they? I well, mean, go ahead, Mike. I think it's a good thing because I know that a lot of people, even with vaccine and everything like that, they're still nervous to go out and things like that, and. I know some people are waiting to get like the second or third version of vaccine and things like that. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Like I know people would appreciate it. I, still. Think, I think the other thing that doesn't mild get agoraphobia anyways, right? Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And I mean, you know, Jesse being from Alabama, you know, there's so many places in the world that people just can't get to a show, you know, like either mm-hmm. they're too young, it's too far, mm-hmm. they've got work, whatever. So I think that this live stream option is never going to go away. I think bands are just going to start saying, okay, last day of our tour, we're putting it, you know, we're putting it on for a live stream or, or whatever. A good idea. Because mm-hmm. there's just so many people out there that, that can't, you know, can't get to it. So, yeah, I, Shane, you just, um, I, I think I just realized you just kind of defined my, uh, my insecurity about a live stream. <laughs> like, oh, like I, I, oh, yeah? I couldn't put my, I couldn't put my finger on like why, like, like I haven't um, felt like buckling down and just like mm-hmm. trying to get it done with everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, cause you said, you know, bands will start just, you know, la- last day of tour or, or, you know, day after last day of tour, technically like film the live stream. When I think about it in that context, I, I'm like so ready. Like I'm not worried about it at all. But uh, when I think about just like not playing a show for a year and then yeah. <laughs> us practicing and then playing one show and then it being filmed, it's just like, okay, <laughs> like, like a good point. I'm going to be so <laughs> critical of every little yeah. mess up here and there. And it makes me nervous. So our music is like pretty, pretty tough to just nail 100%. And like, yeah. when I think about our day one of tour compared to our day 30 of tour. Yeah just the night and day difference. It's like, I, th- I, th- I think that really is where like my, my reservation has come from is just sure, knowing, like, we're going to have to all fly out and meet. And like, I'm probably gonna have to spend two to three weeks in, in Alabama, just getting super confident in the, in the set that mm-hmm. we're playing. Yeah. And it, it's so daunting. It freaks me out. And I think it, I just shut it out of my brain. No yeah. man, a hundred percent. That's, that's, I think that that's a really good point and something that maybe people don't realize how difficult it can be. And the other thing too, is like when you go to see a band live or you're playing a show or whatever, you know, it's not recorded. It's not under this microscope. Like it's loud and the kick drum's really loud. And like Mm -hmm. everyone's just, you know, fucking drinking and moshing. And like, it's, you're listening to it once. It's not like, Oh, we got on demand and people are going to listen to this over and over and over again, or watch it over and over again. And then they're going to hear that, that note you missed. I mean, maybe they won't. You'll hear it though. They're gonna rewind mm-hmm. to make sure they make sure they knew they heard the. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, so. So I, I get that, but at the same time, I think people do also do understand that, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's live. It's it's this is and you and, and the other thing I always tell myself too, whenever I'm performing or whatever, I always think like, okay, like 
this is my music. This is my voice. Like I am the only person that can do this. Like I can do it right. Like if I, if I'm doing my best, that's enough. And that like, that's enough should be enough for me and mm-hmm. it should be enough for everybody else. And that's, that's it. I, I actually do feel that way, uh, in, in a live context. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the live stream is also, I mean, you know, they are live. Like, uh, for the most part, you, you watch them and then they go away. For, I think that's how most people have been doing it. Mm-hmm. After um, like a day or two. Yeah. Um, so, 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 yeah, that's an easier pill to swallow for sure. Because in a live setting, like, I, I, I am pretty good about not being so hard on myself these days. Like, even though I've, I've been talking about how I am hard on myself, like, th- that's just one of those things I've just, like, like kind of learned to let go because I've now, I, I think about it less less in the context of um, people there to see us perfect it as much as, you know, people there to have a good time. And then I, I kind of put myself in those shoes where I'm just trying to have a good mm-hmm. time. Like I, like I, at the end of 2018, I started like moving a lot, like on stage, like, you know, usually it was like the typical, it's, it's metalcore. You spread your legs. You kind of like go back and forth kind of thing. But now I just like, um, like I, I just go fucking nuts. I just like hit my strings as hard as I can. Do what? We also put you on a pack recently too. Yeah, I just, I, I just um. Now you're the spin uh, daddy. You said, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny that you say recently because it's like it's kind of been a couple years, but has it? <laughs> yeah, I but, remember um, when we were still cabled. Yeah, well, I mean. Mm-hmm. Th- those things just go- just break sometimes and i'll just be like fuck it and <laughs> just use like a c- cable for the rest of the tour and not even worry about fixing the wireless but um yeah. but, but but yeah like like i like to just go crazy and like uh when you do that you're gonna play you know less clean and i just like mm-hmm. worry about, like uh having a good time and I, I i would uh try try to like find that balance with the live stream because um I wanted to. I wanted to be the same show I would do in a live context, which would be, you know, a lot of movement. But I also don't want every little string scrape and a uh, little guitar hero noise to right. come through. So, yeah. so <laughs> as you can tell just from this conversation, I have been overthinking it. Well, there you go. Well, you're realizing, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and JT, you're doing a lot of t- stuff on Twitch these days. Yeah, uh, been trying to do every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, Caught you making some dinner the other day. Oh my god, the cooking streams. Jesse, have you seen those yet? <laughs> They're pretty I, great. I will never see that from anyone, no. <laughs> I don't want to watch anyone cook. <laughs> it's ba- it's for comedy. Like I'm a terrible cook. That's kind of the point of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just watch me butcher nice. these dishes. Nice. I, I did not mean to put down what you're doing at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. Trying to trying to figure out like what the proper thing to do on your on your platform that you're mm-hmm. dictating is the interesting part because when people get on there like when i first got on there i was like oh you have to be a gamer that's why i watch right. it but no, people are on there to hang out with you they just want to like learn about you and form a community and make friends and once mm-hmm. i realized like that was what it was my whole format changed and how i approached it changed and that it definitely helped a lot um such an interesting animal. It's so different from anything else I've ever done. Yeah. Um, in this world, um, sometimes it's really weird and and, and kind of uncomfortable, but it's mm-hmm. fun most of the time. Yeah, I, I'm just loving. Feels it. like we're all. It's yeah. like we're instead of being like with your your buddies on stage and you have like a performance and you get off. It's just like they're just watching you. All those little <laughs> numbers and keyboard clickers. Like, what are they gonna say? And yeah who's going to pop in and be weird or rude or it it could be kind of, kind of a crazy thing. I find it's always weird when you're on by yourself and yeah, like you're just like, Oh, hang on, hang on a second. And you're like, just do anything. Like just, then there's just like this awkward silence, but you know, there's like, however many people are in the view count are just like, there watching watching. this. Like it's like, it's, it's a weird, it's a really weird thing. Cause, mm-hmm. cause when I do, you know, podcasts or whatever with other people, I'm always, you know, it's a conversation and mm-hmm. there might be a if minute you, of silence or whatever, but, but that when you're alone, like I'm like a weird monologue for hours and hours, it's strange. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, I know I just talk with you, Shane, but like 
even those like five minutes when like, Hey, we're going to take a break. And I come back before you or anything like that. And I'm just like kind of talking to chat. It's just like, this is really awkward. It's like Garth when like, Wayne's not there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, trying, to, trying to like carry it through like a, a couple hours. If you like, don't have anything planned or, mm-hmm. um, you, you almost have to treat it like you're becoming like, like, you know, it's a show. So you have to like, the show must go on, like regardless yeah. of what's happening or how awkward it is. There's like, almost like irony in the, and the awkwardness. Um, yeah. Cause of what it is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's such a weird animal. And I, I see like other platformers, like the, the, the whole just chatting or just like the interactive mm-hmm. persona is like, that's their professional thing. And for me, it's just like, why do you guys care? Like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Know. It's hard to be always interesting and always feel like you're offering good content. And, and like we say, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, God, I feel like that stream sucked. Like, I can't believe anybody is giving me any subscriptions or any time mm-hmm. in my chat, but um, we're doing it. I think Same. they're great. Dude, you got to uh, believe in yourself, man. I'm I sure it's great. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, I love them. I think they're funny. I just don't, what I think is cool. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to come watch your cooking stream. You convinced me. <laughs> what I think is cool and funny may not like it's hard to gauge like what the what the right thing to do for your community is or, or your like channel. Like that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Like mm-hmm. what makes my like people come to my channel. And I, I don't know. I'm weird as hell. So I'm just going to keep staying weird and hopefully that works out. Because I, mean, I don't want to do it if I feel like it's a job. Yeah, right. that's yeah. definitely the thing. Like, you've got to just kind of be yourself, I've found. And, like, yeah. if people don't like the kind of content you're putting out, like, I post memes as well as, like, my music release list and, like, just whatever content. And, like, some people just unsubscribe from my Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm like, so, yeah, I guess. I don't care. Yeah. But, like, people that stick around, they stick around and they have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I would, yeah, like, if I got into it, <clears throat> I think the only way I wouldn't get super in my head about it is I would just have to do it exactly how I wanted it, exactly how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Cause I, um, I used to think about it in the same context, like just being a video game platform and I don't, uh, I, I like video games, but I, I'm pretty casual and I don't play multiplayer. So I, so that wouldn't work for me. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I almost feel like I'd have to be kind of, guarded with myself you know what i mean to not feel like i was selling myself a little bit you know what i mean i, mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that, that i that i can imagine grappling with is just like making sure that i'm not doing things and saying things like trying to affect fun when it's not really where i'm at and and, and that could mean that i could probably i possibly be terrible at it um or maybe it would be great because i would just not compromise doing what I wanted and being myself and talking about what I wanted to talk about. But mm-hmm. I don't really know because I've never tried it. And this is why I've been kind of hesitant <laughs> to try it. Cause I just, I, yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to feel like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the dance monkey dance feeling. I'm not saying that's how mm-hmm. it would be, but that's the, my, my fear. <laughs> it does, but it, I don't think it has to be JT. If that, if that's not what you want it to be, then do something I, else. And if I people drop off then they drop off, I would love to figure out how to not feel like that, but that's uh, don't look at the like chat. That that's lot. how to do it, right? <laughs> Especially if you keep coming in the chat, like do that one scream. <laughs> I'll do it if you don't I want don't. to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Good, Jesse. You have. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad that that's a start. You have your your other project, Ghost Atlas. Anything going on with that mm-hmm. at all? No. Um. I mean, yes, I yes, record, and no. Dude. I want another yeah. record too. Well. Um, I've been, I've been trying to write one. I mean, I, I, I basically have one. It's just, um, mm-hmm. I think like <clears throat> so much time has passed since I've released content for that band that now I feel so much pressure like with this record because I'm just like, uh, well, this much time has passed since content then the, the band's basically been inactive for this amount of time. So whatever is next needs to be very sick and mm-hmm. I, I i'm just hitting this wall because that's not really a good way to go into a record is to say this has to be the best shit you've ever made like yeah <clears throat> best way to go into it is just to write the damn song so i'm, I'm currently trying to snap myself out of that but um mm-hmm. but because of how 
crazy my approach to it has been. I feel like whenever it is fully assembled, it'll be sweet because it has to be. But yeah, I'm in a crazy writer's block with it. But um, yeah, it but it's like done. I, I have like yeah. I have a record basically, but I'm just like it's not good enough. Just need to put the finishing touches on it, polish it. Yeah. Drop yeah. a couple singles I, I, from it, some songs you like, and then see how mm-hmm. people say, and everyone will like it, and drop a couple more, and then you just end up putting the record out in the end. It'll exactly. be fine. And then by that point, you'll have more stuff. Just do it. Have you considered All trying right. to go with Grant Carson for this one? I mean, if that went so uh, well, I don't know if you had an engineer in mind. Now, I, for, for, for Ghost House, I've always worked with uh, Joseph McQueen and Josh Gilbert, and that's a... Uh, that, that's the move that there's, okay. there's a certain chemistry there with that Sweet. band that is very important mm-hmm. to maintain. Well, that's Makes awesome. Sense. Well guys, thanks so much for, for doing this and, and congrats on the new record. Uh, mm-hmm. the self-titled era record is out right now. Everybody go check it out, go listen to it, go buy it, do the whole thing. Uh, anything else to tell the people before I let you guys go? Thank you. I mean, we, we're really proud of that record and, uh, we're really excited to see where, if if the things you said about us become uh, come to fruition, because uh, we'd be very happy uh, t- to play venues like that. But um, yeah, we're just excited to go back to normal and um, play the songs and 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 see what what happens next. Because we're we're amped up, we're excited mm-hmm. to keep going, and um, we're definitely motivated and um, ready to carry the torch through the darkness. You know, there you go. Very poetic. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Write that down. Write that down. That just what came to mind. I don't know. We're Carry not. the torch through the darkness. Dun, like, there's dun, a line dun, there. Dun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun. You'll be screaming that on your Twitch stream uh, sooner now or I later. Now I gotta. Now we gotta enter the stage in pitch black. Me with some flaming thing. Yeah. Like a, a like Dude, a, just... like some Jameson bottle with a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, imagine like a hard times headline. That's like. Metalcore vocalist says, "Carry the torch." You know, it's like, it's like, of course you're in a metalcore band. <laughs> yeah, like, in the ground, torch. carry your torch. You trope. Damn just yeah. kidding. Damn um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm stoked that people just uh, gave it a, like uh, a lot of people that I think maybe, like you kind of said earlier, Shane, that maybe knew about the band but just didn't really care about metalcore. I'm, I'm glad a lot of new people gave it a chance this time around. Cause um, it is a metalcore record, but I I I, I do feel that it, it um kind of like scratches some different surfaces because I know what I like and what I listen to, and um I'm not really incorporating any new metalcore influences into the music. I'm kind of just incorporating sort of my own like back catalog of ideas, like what I've learned from metal from writing it. Because you know most mm-hmm. of what I've been listening to is I don't know just trying to see like how how can i how can i put the national influence into a metalcore song without it being a non-metalcore song kind of thing <laughs> okay yeah. okay but but um but yeah so I, i'm stoked that people kind of gave it a chance and, and like maybe people who aren't super into the genre can find things that like stick out to them you know? absolutely like, like mm-hmm. just the songs that kind of rely on melody it's like you don't really have to love technical metal to find something to like about vanish canvas or memory fiction it's it's the melody is kind of the priority of the songs in those two particularly so so yeah I, I'm, I'm just stoked about all the new people that are listening now absolutely so that would be my message is thanks all right i love it i love it well thanks guys uh i'm gonna play yeah. a tune from the new record i think uh memory fiction is the one i think i'm gonna play that one we've been talking about it so much nice all right, yeah. let's do it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Yeah, and thanks for letting me come on and do this with you guys as well. It was great talking to you guys. Oh, you're welcome. We're we are excited to do this. We're looking forward to it. Connected us 
I couldn't face the shame This won't be the last time that I find I couldn't place the blame Lessons that I find In love that we left behind